It is the 17th of January, 2022, and we're in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. I'm Larry Gassman, co-chair of uh, Tech Talk and Accessible World. And we continue with regard to technology. Our guest tonight is a longtime friend, Dan Clark, who spent many, many, many years with Vespero and retired. And uh, not long after he retired, within a year or two, he said, I, you know, I've got an idea that I'd like to pursue, and it's it's his own basic training uh with a with a product called dsurf and 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 he's got some great ideas and some things that you can actually see on display on his website and to tell us more about that and uh, even talk to you a little bit more about what he does how he does it let's welcome dan clark to tech talk hey larry thank you for having me it's great to be here and first thing i want to do is just say happy uh martin luther king day to everyone here uh, that celebrates that. And also happy new year. Uh, we've had a rough couple of years with the COVID stuff going around. And, uh, as you said, I retired in, uh, 2020 in August. Uh, so that's just over a year ago. And, uh, I still worked with the folks at freedom scientific for a bit afterwards, you know, just to help, uh, do some contracting and stuff. And I finished that up just this past year, actually this year, uh, so it's great. It's been a good, uh, I guess, uh, part of my life with <laughs> Hinterjoyce and, uh, at, uh, some point, you know, all the different companies that we've gone through or they've gone through company names and things like that. So, yeah, I started out with, uh, wanting to, you know, or thinking about retirement several years ago. And so I purchased the DSERP domain and uh, just kind of had it sitting there quietly waiting for a moment when I, when I knew at some point that I would retire. And what I wanted to do with the DSERP website was to give me a place to basically hang my hat, hang some training materials, and share knowledge with people going forward. Just on my own, this is not something that I'm doing right now for a profitable uh, or a sales type thing. It's just a place for me to share ideas and uh, reach out to people. So what, uh, what I wanted to do was just kind of say, you know, a brief history about where I came from, for those of you who may not know, uh, and how I got here, and then tell you a little bit about what DSERF is and some of the different things that I have on the website, like the blog and the contact pages, uh, the training materials, and then we'll look at the training materials themselves and how they're laid out and the different formats that they come in. And then we'd open it, I'd say we'd open it up for questions. So that's kind of where we're going or where I had in mind as far as going for tonight's presentation. And if you have questions, if somebody does have a question at any time during the uh, discussion here, uh, feel free to go ahead and let us know. Uh, Alan, I guess you would be handling that and you can just let me know. Somebody can interrupt. That's fine. So, what is DSERF? DSERF stands for Digital Surf, the lowercase d, capital S as in Sierra, U-R-F. stands for Digital Surf. And what I decided that I wanted to do was surf the web. And of course, surfing the web is digital, of course. And so that's where you, I kind of got that idea. And I thought uh, it would make a, a nice, easy to remember name for a company. So back to where I started with accessibility would be back in the 90s. Uh, 
in my time before the accessibility uh, world that I've been in for the last 20 some odd years, I was with CompuAd. CompuAd was a computer corporation that went bankrupt eventually, but in Oklahoma, I was the store manager for a CompuAd retail store. They had about 100 stores nationwide. And when they went bankrupt, I was one of the top five stores. So they kept me open, kept my store open until the very end because uh, we did a good job and I tried to do a good job for them. But there I met a guy who had retinitis pigmentosa and he asked me if I could install an Arkenstone uh, scanner and reader on a computer. And that's what led me into this business. So when CompuAd went bankrupt, I started my own company called Sooner Software and Consulting. So we called it SoonerSoft for short. I did that for two and a half years and I started selling JAWS as a dealer. And I would drive around the state, you know, to various clients' houses over in Oklahoma City or in Tulsa or in, you know, different places. And as I was driving around, I would put uh, one of those little cassette tapes into the uh, cassette player of my car and listen to Ted and Eric with their first attempts, you know, at training. <laughs> and I don't know if any of you ever heard those tapes, but they would do something and it wouldn't work. And so you would, they would say, oh, that didn't work. Let's pause the recording. And they'd pause the recording right there. And then two seconds later, you know, the recording would start back up again or a second or so later. You didn't hear what they were doing in the meantime, but they would figure out what they didn't do right. And they would do it. And it was fun. Uh, people used to really enjoy that training. And every time I listened to it, I would learn something new. Well, after about two and a half years at Soonersoft, I was doing really well with the business, but I was working more than I really wanted to. And it was to the point where I was going to have to get my own storefront as opposed to working from home. And I thought, well, you know what? I'd rather just go to work for somebody else. That's a lot of trouble and a lot of effort. So I did. I sold the business and I went to work for Hinter Joyce back then. And of course, Hinter Joyce was purchased by uh, Freedom Scientific or became part of Freedom Scientific with the merger of Arkenstone and Blazy and Hinter Joyce. And then we heard we had VFO for a while. And then, of course, now we have Vispero. One of the things that uh, I do want to say about that time with Interjoice and Vispero is that, you know, they've been good to me over the years. They have given me uh, an income and a way to support myself and my family. And so it's one of those things that I hope to continue doing as I go forward. But I'm just doing things now on my own. So when I started DSurf, uh, I launched a website that was accessible. Uh, that was my goal was to make it an accessible website. And so I spent some time like six months working with uh, some people and developing the website. We launched the website just this year in May. So June, July, August, September, October, November, December. That was this past year, sorry. Uh, yeah, so seven or eight months ago. And once I had the site, excuse me for a second. Nice thing about mute switches on the microphone. Uh, once I had the site set up, I started creating the training materials. And the first thing I did was create some training materials for how I do customization uh, of JAWS. We'll talk about that in a, in a minute uh, as well. And then I went into the training that's currently uh, being updated 
right now, and that's the Windows 11 with JAWS training. So DSERF, going back to that theme, is the company that I created to allow me to offer my services as a website audit, audit specialist. That's one of the things I've been doing and a subject matter expert for JAWS. And I have been doing that for a number of years on the site as well. So if you've gone to a lot of the websites, you know, that you see every day on advertised on television, restaurants, fashion sites, sporting sites, you know, you name the sites. Uh, I have been doing a lot of testing and it's been quietly done through uh, a law firm, a worldwide, a worldwide law firm. I'm part of a specialist team there. Uh, and so I can't say that the names of the clients, but you get the idea. Uh, I've been doing that part-time for a number of years now. And that's all part of the digital accessible uh, consultancy that I've created. The other part of it is creating and testing uh, training materials, documents, and accessible workflows and processes and things like that. And, all, and most of all, at this point in time, it's just someplace to provide free training and resources for people because there's always a need for more training, especially with the new versions of software we were just talking before we started recording here. Some of us were talking about different software that's been out there and the updates and the changes that come every time a new update comes, you, you may have to make some changes to how you interact with that software. So DSERF is about equal opportunities and better access. And, and the mission statement is to create equal opportunities for people who are blind or visually impaired in the workforce and ultimately to create better access for everyone. That's uh, the mission statement. So what I'm going to do, I guess, is uh, talk about the training here and go to the website. And what I can do is share my screen. And I've got JAWS running, so I'm going to be brave and see if we can get by. I'll share sound. All right, so at the moment there, I'm sharing a dark theme uh, in Windows, and this is one of the new themes in Windows 11. It's a very nice, uh, I like the dark theme that they have provided. So what I'm gonna do is go ahead and get JAWS going here, and let's go out to DSERF. Just waiting on the screens to load. All right, let me slow speech down. Uh, actually, I'll go ahead and just switch it over. We'll switch it over to Tom. He's the guy I use for recording. So when you go to the main screen, uh, for surfs up, one of the things or surfs up, listen to me, desurf. Uh, one of the things you'll find is you've got a skip to main content link on every page. Desurf tilde the digital surf for accessibility plus training. Same page link graphic surfer and silhouette so surf to main content. And of course, since it is uh, the surfing theme, I have a surf to main content link instead of a skip to main content link, but it works the same way. DSERF tilde the digital surf. And that moves you to the main heading on each page. Heading level one digital accessibility consultant. Another thing that I designed on this page was the ability for keyboard users. And there's a video on my YouTube channel that describes this. But 
If you press the tab key, experience same page link experience, you'll find some links here that uh, actually move the focus services, same page link. So if I services. go to that link right there by pressing spacebar, DSERF tilde the digital surf for accessibility blank at DSERF, we are proud to pull together. It brings you right to that spot on the page. And for a keyboard user, I, I was thinking about people who have to use switches and devices without even being able to use a mouse. Uh, this is just something that I thought I would try. And if you want to go back to the top, three decades worth of experience. Just pressing tab. Scroll down to section three, same page link. There's a link there that lets you scroll the page, even if you don't have a mouse to scroll it. Of course, you can scroll tilde, the digital with blank, heading level two wide. the spacebar in a lot of your browsers and things like that, too. But that was one of the design features that I included on this website. Tilde, the and when I first launched the site, I didn't have a training link or a training page. So as you go from the top of the page and you come across the region, the navigation region at the top, Surference, banner, navigation region, list current page with five items, home current page link, training collapsed menu link. There's the training page, and that's, again, very new. Blog link. And we have a blog page. About us link. An about us page and a contact us page. So I wanted to mention the contact page and the blog page just real briefly. Link. Training blog link. We'll go to the blog. The reason blog that -D -surf. I was in interested in having a page, a site with a blog was so that people could interact with me if they had questions about the training. So when you go to a, one of these trainings and you look at the blog site, let's say if I went to the start menu and search app. Main region, the start menu and search app in Windows 11 heading level two link visited. Blog dash D surf visited heading level two link the start menu and search app in Windows 11. Page has six regions, one heading in 23 links. You know, you can get in there and you can uh, choose the different types of things you want to look at, and you can reply to those as well. Task switching. Now, in the contact meeting controls page, let me get back over there. Godzilla Firefox, the start menu and search up in Windows 11 back. Blog dash D surf. Banner region, navigation region, list with five items. Contact us link, blog dash D surf, visited link. And so on the contact page, you just have a basic form that you can fill out with your name and email address and message so you can get in touch that way as well. Um, and then there's uh, links for the Twitter site that I have uh, at D surf Dan and the YouTube site, Skype and LinkedIn as well. So let's go ahead and take a look real quick at the training pages. So I'm just going to use insert F F7. Links list dialogue. Link about blog training. And there are two things underneath that training link. Training expanded menu link. Training list with two items. The newest Windows one is the Windows 11 training. training. Custom and then there's one for custom JAWS preferences and settings. I'll take a look at that one real quickly with you. Contact us dash D surf custom JAWS preferences and settings dash D surf. And if you just press H to move by heading. JAWS settings heading level one graphic custom JAWS preferences and settings. There are six lessons here uh, using the JAWS startup wizard is the first one. And then disabling the spelling buzzer sound 
and announcement of misspelled words while you're navigating or typing. That's a, a favorite one of mine to get rid of because I just like to be able to type without having things buzzing or beeping at me. <laughs> just personal preference. There's also disable speaking character phonetically after pausing a, a short video on that and how to change the list box position and announce count. And then the, the one that's uh, probably the most dear to me is in this section is the HTML and web settings for testing web pages and documents with JAWS. That's a little bit longer of a video at six minutes, but when you're testing with JAWS, one of the things that you want to hear is you want to hear the messages that JAWS is reading on the web page and not necessarily things like the tutor messages and things or other helpful information that JAWS may give because you're trying to determine if the sound that you're hearing is something that the web page is doing or if it's something that JAWS is doing. And so most of the time I tend to turn those off, those tutor messages and things. Back. Contact now, if I go back to the most recent training, which is the Windows 11. Surference, back, training collapsed menu expanded, list of two items. Training list with two items. Windows 11. Contact dash eSurf. Windows 11. Now I said that there were 10 of these available, <clears throat> but the 10th one is not yet complete. The main reason for that is because the last one that I worked on was the settings app. The settings app in Windows 11. When I initially wrote the script for this recording, I just sat down and I wrote the script in a period of about a week. And that first pass at the settings app was about three pages long. Now, as I finished going into it and developing the text, I found more and more interesting things to talk about and to kind of show people. So it ended up being 18 pages long. <laughs> and that is the longest one that is out there right now. So we'll talk some more about that one in just a few minutes. But when you come to the training themselves, let's take a look at links list dialog, links list view. Zero six pin and arrange. Let's take a look at the bar. content in this lesson, lesson six. Page has three regions, ten headings, and, and sixteen the, links. The thing I've tried to do with the training for Windows eleven is I've tried to give people a foundation that they can build on, and this is for people who are sighted or people who are blind or people who are low vision, it doesn't really matter. Even though the technical name of the training is Windows 11 with JAWS, there are no JAWS keystrokes. I think actually there's one JAWS keystroke that I put in one of the lessons because something wasn't reading right. And that was the keystroke to read the current line, insert up arrow. Everything else in these lessons is just having JAWS there for speech output, just to give you and to give people a sense of where the focus is. Because a lot of times when sighted people are looking at the screen, they can see, oh yeah, I've got the browser up there and I know there's this thing up there, but maybe they don't realize that focus is you know, on the taskbar or somewhere else, even though they can see the screen and what they think they're looking at. So having that JAWS voice or the speech there for the training 
uh, was very important to me to have available for people to help teach people. You know, this is what happens when you're using a screen reader and it can be JAWS, it can be NVDA, it could be Dolphin's products, it could be anything. You know, really just a matter of, it could be <clears throat> narrator for that matter. Because basically what I do with this training is using the tab key because you want everything to be accessible from the keyboard. So I'm gonna go ahead and press H to move to the heading. Pin and arrange apps on the taskbar heading level two. Heading level three, lesson six. Heading so the resources three, are gonna be the same in the same sort of fashion for each one of these lessons. I'll just tab through the links for the resources. Pin dash arrange dash taskbar dash windows 11 dash dsurf. So here's a link plan. for the lesson plan. And the lesson plan is in a PDF format. It's a very, you know, pretty clean, easy, just basically a document. Vocabulary list link PDF. There's a vocabulary list with each lesson. YouTube video link opens There's in a YouTube new video. Window. Opens in a new browser window. MP3 audio Now that's my tool tips that you hear popping browser. up. And I just wanted to put those there just to give people a sense of what, what's going to happen when they download or when they open these links. One of the things you'll find is that, and I've seen other people talking about it, is that PDFs seem to be reading pretty well in Edge right now. So even if you don't have Adobe Reader or Adobe Pro, you know, Acrobat or something like that, my recommendation is to download the PDF. It seems to be better, but a lot of people are seeing pretty good results from reading it right there in Edge in the browser. So transcript link. The transcripts DOC are available in DOC doc format, docs format. Lesson text link, PDF. And then we have the lesson download. text itself, which is also in PDF format. So if you're a teacher or an instructor, you have all of these materials for each lesson. So you can download the lesson text ahead of time. You can go out to the YouTube video and you can look at some of the different headings that we've got out there for those <clears throat> and navigate by headings. So it's possible for a teacher or an instructor to take one of the headings, for example, let's just say we wanted to like find my notes. <clears throat> Let's say we wanted to look at this one on YouTube. I'll go on up to YouTube here. DOC MP YouTube video link. Blank. And while that while that's loading, um, this is another thing that I had to create this year as well and last year. <laughs> We'll skip that. Nice. Okay. Six. Okay. I paused the, uh, the recording there. One of the things that I was talking about is that you can use different parts of the lessons and you can navigate to those different parts of the lessons in the text for pin and arrange apps on the task bar in windows 11 in the text for the lesson 191 like this vid seven i'm just going to down arrow through it real quick six more 
scan edit video button. Did you know you can rearrange the buttons pinned on and white difference with the numbers one blank? In lesson 6 of our Windows 11, bullet locate and navigate to the pinned area of the taskbar. Bullet explore. So you've the got pinned to the, the bullets and the different things that are on the text there, but there's also links for the video heading times. So you can just pull up your list of links, insert F7. Links list dialog, links list view, YouTube home. And the first one, one will start with usually a zero or a one. So if you want to navigate quickly, you can just press zero. And if you one want to know what that two. link is, I can't really force the link name as part of the link in here. But what happens is that when you put the timestamp for the video into your text of the video on YouTube, YouTube automatically generates a link to that spot in the video. So if you want to know what that one is, I'll just move to the link. Move to link button. And then link just below that or to the right of it, if you down arrow. Explore so the, the video heading times, the first one, 142, lets you explore the pin section. Link 245, pin an app to the taskbar. Link 510, remove pinned apps from the taskbar. Link 703, arrange All right, so let's say I'm a, a teacher bar. and I want to teach my students how to arrange the pinned items that we have put on the taskbar. If I go back to that link and press enter. Link 703. As we wait. Arrange pinned items on the taskbar. Boom. Rearranging the buttons on the taskbar. Arrange pinned items on the taskbar. Let me stop it now. Arrange pinned items on the taskbar. So complimentary region, YouTube video player, play left paren K right paren. Just an example of how you can use these resources and come up with individualized and fine tune uh, training to a specific category within one of the videos. So when I talk about the, let's go back out of here. I'm just going to go ahead and close that one for now. Pin dash arrange dash taskbar dash windows 11 dash D surf. Windows 11 training dash D. If you go into the settings app, the one that I just posted. Uh, List with nine items. Zero yesterday, nine actually. Page has three regions, 20 headings and 12 legs. The. YouTube video, go out there real quick. Visited link, YouTube video, blank. Hopefully we don't get ads this time. Either the space bar has two or a left and mouse one. click. Okay, so I paused it. Look at the YouTube list. Video player. See slider Links list dialog, links list view, YouTube home. If you do the same thing here, hit zero. One twenty one. Move to link. And then move to that link. Link one twenty one right bracket. One twenty one link. I'm just waiting for the page to finish loading here. Show more. 
the settings app in Windows 11 YouTube. So I'm just down arrow through these. Banner. Let's try that again. Links list dialog 121. Move to link. Link 121 right bracket. Changes to settings in Windows 11. Left bracket. Link 156 right bracket. Opening the Windows. Ah, settings. so I'm going to get rid of those brackets. I don't need those there. But uh, let's just say that you wanted to go to the one on time picker buttons. There's a, a lesson on how to choose the time picker widget here. Time picker buttons. Within the focused assist settings for automatic rules are buttons for setting the start and end times for focus assist when it's. Okay, so I think that hopefully gives you an idea of how that works. Close document window. The settings app in Windows 11 D surf Google. Main region. Complementary region. Seek slider. Close document window. Untitled Google Chrome DAM. Recycle. Mozilla Firefox. Den. Meeting controls. Menu. Meeting All right, controls. so I'm going to stop sharing for the moment, and hopefully you can still hear me. Everything's good. Yeah. Um, what a, good. One of the things I wanted to point out to everybody about the training that I'm doing is that this is just something that I I enjoy tremendously doing, and it's something that hopefully will help people. But when you look at the training that I've done for this series on Windows 11, there are several, as far as I'm aware, world firsts uh, that have been presented in this training. For example, lesson four uh, deals with getting by with gestures. Now, most of you know that JAWS and uh, other screen readers can use uh, gestures when they have to. Screen reader users can use gestures on a tablet or a touch device, but most people don't because they're going to use the keyboard to, to do their work. But lesson four, getting by with gestures is just about that. It's about, well, if you do come across someplace where you have to use gestures, do you know how? Can you get it done? Can you bring up the context menu with a gesture? Can you close a window with a gesture? So after I did this lesson four, I started looking around and I could not find any other videos on gestures, period, for screen readers out there. Now, maybe somebody will come along and say, well, Dan, there is one over here. You can check it out. Uh, that would be cool. But as far as I know, that was a world first. The other lessons, lesson six, the one we just looked at, pinning and arranging apps on the taskbar. This is a new feature in Windows 11 as well. And to my knowledge, nobody had given any instructions on how to do that using alt shift and the arrow keys. And so that one, as well as lesson eight, doing the same thing in the start menu where you can pin and arrange the apps on the start menu. So that's the kind of thing that I want to do is to give people good, solid, basic training that they can build on. And also at the same time, hopefully, you know, uncover some new and fun things that people haven't done before and document them and make them easier for people. So having said all that and shown you kind of a sample of some of the lessons and talked about the lesson format, I think that pretty much covers it for what I wanted to say. So how about uh, we open it up for questions? All right. Jane is next. For 
an up-and-coming uh, assistive technology instructor like myself nowadays um, a lot of corporations and entities are asking for accessible um, course materials you know technical like stuff like this um, how do we as an instructor that's one of our requirements now um, to produce these types of um, materials ourselves. How do we do that? And um, can we? Can you also do a t- tutorial on um, what is it called? Text analyzer, where the formatting of texts and attributes are scanned throughout the um, document of you know that looks professional. Yeah, um, Text Analyzer is a great tool. Um, I've used it a few times myself, you know, just to try and figure things out sometimes. <clears throat> when you're looking, even as a sighted person, when I'm looking at the screen, I don't recognize all the text. You know, it's hard for me sometimes to find things, and it's much easier to find things using the search feature in JAWS. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Text Analyzer and some of the tools that JAWS give you are really great. Now, the other question that you asked about was uh, the creating of accessible documents. If you have a, if you're able to get your documentation pretty much in Word, um, that is fairly easily converted to PDF. For example, if you if you needed to make a PDF document, you could do it fairly easily with the built-in features in Word to save it as a PDF. You may still have some cleanup to do, you know, but it's not too bad. The main thing that I find with documentation is that the simpler the documentation is, uh, the better it is if you're going to convert it to a PDF. And of course, that's just, there's no guarantees about how that's going to work out. If you get in a complex document like a flyer, and in some cases, textbooks with graphics and charts and tables and different things like that, it can be quite a struggle to get it all accessible. And there are companies out there that do that. I could, you know, give you pointers and say, you need to go over here, you need to go over there. Uh, and I could probably do a lot of it myself, but it's not something that I have time for. But it is something that as a teacher, you want to have your information in electronic format for your students. And I thought that most of the students, most of the uh, colleges have their, in schools, I would think, have someone on campus there that can help get that for you, but I'm, I'm, I could be wrong, so. Uh, oh, no, 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 we, we do. It's just that for, um, the requirements are for assistive technology instructors to write our documentation so that we can present it to our clientele to be access, accessible. Um, gotcha. So I guess we, mm-hmm. then we have the tools in Word. Well, yeah, I, I use Word all the time. Uh, that's what I use to write these lessons that you've got, you know, that we're talking about right now. Um, and when I take them and make that document into a, an accessible PDF, if I start with the document in Word and put the headings in the Word, in Word, you know, heading one, heading two, and put the alt tags for the graphics, because all the uh, lessons have graphics in them, pictures, you know, screenshots and things like that. When I convert that document over to PDF, just using the save as PDF feature in Word, 99% of it is just great. comes out good. Okay, looks like next is David. 
Uh, hi, Dan. How are you? Great, David. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Let me first say that, um, um, well, thanks for a nice, very nice presentation, but also thanks for everything you've done over the years. Um, I first became blind in 2004, and I initially started learning JAWS um, version 5, which back mm -hmm. then meant um, sticking CDs and cassettes in a boombox and trying to follow along with you. So you've, you've been the voice of JAWS for me for years and years. I'm glad you're not going away. So I wanted to say that first. Cool. Um, with regard to the Windows 11 resources that you've put on your website, I think that's very uh, useful. A couple of questions. Um, one, you know, what other modules are you thinking of putting up uh, uh, sometime soon? And then second, would you consider um, uh, maybe, uh, you know, making like a zip file so you could download them all at once? I'm going to download them all myself one at a time, but uh, being lazy, it might be nice to have a zip file where you could just take the yeah. all the units and, and 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 download them all at once as either MP3 or or uh, the videos, the MP4s. That, that's a great idea, and I was going to do that exact thing after I get this lesson ten done for the Windows one, because that is a lot of you know separate downloads. You know, there's a lot of resources for each lesson. So, yep, that's coming. Good, that'd be great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay, Myrna is next. So Dan, I second David's thing about making it a zip file because a lot of students, I think the YouTube things are great for, um, you know, people who are doing school TVIs and, you know, sighted people helping, uh, you know, besides teaching, maybe they're helping family members and doing that. But people that are teach that I'm teaching, you know, are either blind or very low vision and they're doing JAWS. And what they like to do with various things is, um, you know, take the take the lesson away let's say putting it on the victor stream mm -hmm. or putting it in voice stream reader and so you know having that zip file with all the lessons in mp3 that would be great and now i'm gonna even go further so i remember you doing daisy stuff yeah. um so would it be possible to do it as a daisy to do this <clears throat> the windows 11 training yes. as a daisy in daisy yes. format yes do you really think that uh, a lot of people still use the Daisy as much? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh sure. I mean, if you look at all the tutorials that the, the, the Kim and Chris and Mystic Access do, they do it both. They do MP3 and then they do Daisy because um, you can do. I mean, you can do Daisy in so many places. You can do it on the stream, do it in Voice Stream Reader. Mm -hmm. If somebody has um, Braille Note Taker, you know, Braille Sense, um, Braille Sense, or um, Braille Note Touch, or um, you know, you can you can put it there. Um, I think of some other. Oh, uh, yeah, and even some of the Braille displays now. The Braille and set anywhere has done. I mean, you can do online days. Well, you wouldn't do MP. You know, you wouldn't do audio. You'd be doing text Daisy. But I'm thinking more of audio Daisy because um, I I think it's it's you know you can navigate around very mm -hmm. very easily. So yeah. I know it's a it's going to be a pain to kind of oh do you have to create a Daisy? But I think it might be really <laughs> might be really good that's a good idea uh I, the daisy uh production tool that i used when i was at vespero was quite expensive and i don't know if i can afford that at this point but i might look around and see if there's some other alternatives out there that are not as expensive but, but yeah i mean even if it doesn't get to be daisy if it's just mp3 and you can download it 
you know, in one fell swoop. And like I say, because, you know, people, um, so you can be doing it on the stream or doing it, you know, listening to it, wherever. And now you're pause, you know, you're stopping it and you're at your computer and you're doing, you know, what you're doing, you know, you're, you're mm -hmm. trying what you've said to do. So. Yeah, I think. I think a lot of people now are using more, you know, their phones and uh, yes. the streams and different things like the smaller devices to play the training materials while they're working on the computer because it does get to be quite confusing going back and forth between yeah. like a yeah. media player or something like that. So yeah, 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 I agree with you. That'd be good. So that's what I have to say. And cool. it's great. I think it really is needed. And it's, I'm glad you're continuing because, you know, when you, when you talk about de-surf, all I could think of was surf's up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right, uh, funny. Thanks, Myrna. Okay, Adam hasn't asked a question yet, so he's up next. Hi, Dan. How are you? Doing good, Adam. How are you? Good. Glad to hear you're up and running and all that stuff. I, I miss hearing your uh, training stuff on uh, the Sparrow. Anyway, uh, real quick, do you have any plans to go back and do some of the same kind of stuff on Windows 11 for Windows 10? I mean, I, I'm a newbie to Windows 10. I'm still using it. And quite honestly, I don't have plans to go to Windows 11, but things like the settings and all that kind of stuff, it's all still new to me. Are, are you planning on doing some of that? No, I hadn't really thought about it. I know that there are still quite a few people out there who will be using Windows 10, but... Um... Honestly, there's just so much stuff still in Windows 11 to be explored that, you know, I don't know how much of it would be use of use. Now, some of it would be for sure. I can, I can see that. But as soon as I get something, let's just say hypothetically, we do something in Windows 10 and then, you know, training for 10, Windows 10, uh, but, and then they've changed it in Windows 11 to where it's completely different than what it was in 10. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's not something that would carry over as well, because as I mentioned in the, the settings app training, they're doing a lot of porting over from the old control panel stuff is being brought into this new settings app, you know, so. Uh, Could you use some of the stuff that you're talking about in Windows 11 in Windows 10? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now you can't, you can't rearrange the, uh, the buttons on the taskbar and in the start menu in Windows 10. Uh, I'm more interested in like doing stuff in settings, like, you know, turning some stuff off, putting, you know, doing like changing different schemes, you know, not that I see schemes, but, you know, stuff to save some power and just learning like, you know, how to get rid of like announcements and stuff and how to learn the, and use the action center, all the kinds of things that, you know, I, I know there's training out there for it, but quite honestly, I like the way you train. And that's why I was. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what what I'm doing is I'm making some notes and you mentioned, you know, some of the different schemes, things like the action center. Um, you might want to shoot me an email and just yeah. hit me up with some of those other topics again, okay. because certainly something like that could easily be done and not take too much time. You know, it could be a shorter video, for example. Okay. Right. And how did you access the YouTube channel? Is that something on the, on the page to get to you? Or do I, I mean, I know you can like do a, thing in YouTube where you actually set it up. So it's like in a list and you can just go to it automatically, but I'm not sure how to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the YouTube channel is, uh, it doesn't yet have a custom name because okay. you have to have a hundred subscribers to get to it. So it's one of those blah, blah, blah names, you know, yeah. but, uh, we're getting there. So 
in the meantime, it's on my uh, contact information page. So yeah, if okay. you just go out to the contact page and click YouTube uh, from there, you'll get there. But at some point when you have enough people, then there's like an actual channel and you can like quote unquote subscribe to it. Oh, you can subscribe to it now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can subscribe to it. Just get a, you got to find it. That's the only thing. If you search for DSurf yeah. on YouTube, I think you'll find it pretty easily. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Good talking to you. Good. Okay. Steve Bauer. Dan, I'm so glad that you're uh, still doing stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> great to, you know, you, and I just wanted to, for your comment about folks not using Daisy, um, I beg to differ, sir. Uh, when I taught the Victor Reader Stream class at Braille Institute, and I did that for almost 10 years. And, of course, a lot of the same folks were uh, taking our JAWS class. And mm-hmm. that was the gold standard for uh, is, is your, your uh, Daisy books is how cool the, the you know, because you get the titles right there and you can skip to the sections. And mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying about expensive Daisy software, even if you could make, you know, a bunch of, small mp3 files and and you know zip them up someplace uh just being able to go to the the segment i want personally for all the jaws training over the years uh is really a a wonderful thing so there's definitely something to be said for you know being able to to jump around inside a file however you do it Mm -hmm. yeah no that's great um i was i was just thinking that maybe people we're getting tired of Daisy, <laughs> tired of hearing Dan Clark Daisy training, you know? So, no, well, this guy hasn't, and uh, I've been retired for a couple of years now, but my students and I was doing it, like I say, it was the, you know, it was a great synergy, those that were taking JAWS and taking that class at the same time. Well, it's good. I'm, I'm making copious notes here about getting several requests for Daisy and MP3. So cool. Okay, Carla. I am really enjoying this, and I want to echo. I'm so glad that you are, you know, still around um, doing these kinds of things. Um, my, I have two questions actually. Um, one of them is um, sometimes I will um, I will go to a um, a word page and it has the headings, but obviously you can't just do an H in JAWS and go to the headings. You know, I think I'm going to get the headings if I save something to Word with the headings or something like that. And I'm not clear on how you do that. And then the second question I had is, um, can you can you just give a list of, I know you do the Windows 11, but what other trainings um, do you do in general? What What's up there? You know, you said a couple of them, but um, do you have a whole list of them? <laughs> Well, right now, um, right now, Carla, the only things that I have up there, because it's pretty, pretty brand new still, um, is just the customizing JAWS section, which has five or six little, you know, short YouTube videos and lessons. And then the Windows 11 uh, is the second group of training that I've, I'm working on right now. And I've got to finish that one before I can go on to the other stuff. I've got one more lesson planned on that. And that's going to be on snap layouts and groups. And uh, I don't know. Did I answer all of your questions there? No, I was curious about headings. In headings. Jar- that's in it. In yeah. Documents. You can't just navigate to them with an H. You know what I mean? Things like yeah. That, so. There are a couple of ways you can do that. One of the things you can do is uh, you can turn on navigation quick keys for Microsoft, for JAWS while Word is open. And then you should, I think, be able to navigate by headings. So try that. The other alternative. How do you do that? I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, I never knew that you could just do it in word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just press, um, what is it? Insert spacebar and then in, I think I have to try it. 
It's been a while since I've done it. Let me get Jaws up here. It's uh, insert Z. Insert Z. There it is. Thank you. Yes. Okay. The other thing that I was going to say too, uh, Carla, is that you can try and let me turn Jaws off now. <laughs> Sorry. Not off, but on demand is more appropriately titled. Um, the other thing I was going to say is that you can navigate in the list of headings that you can get to by pressing, you know, control G or control F rather. And then uh, that sidebar, when it opens, you can tab, you can press F6 to move from the document area to the task panes and different things like that. You can actually get into that and use the headings navigation in Word that way. And what was the first keystroke in that? The phone rang and distracted me. I should just pull it off the hook. Insert Z as in Zulu. Insert Z, but then you said something about before you hit F6. Oh, you can hit F6 to navigate to from the document area in Word to the task panes, different task panes and the ribbon and different things. So when you're in Microsoft Word, for example, uh, you can. You said Control G, didn't you? You say Control G, or did I miss that? I think I said Control F. It'll bring you into the Find oh, dialog. Okay. And yeah, I'm just trying to get Word to open up on my computer here. So when I bring up the find dialog box with control F, it puts focus in a navigation pane. And let me just pull up a document that I have here. Okay, so I pulled up a lesson. Now I'm gonna press, uh, I'm gonna put focus in the document, just in a heading in the document. And I'll press F6. So that moved me right over to the navigation area. And normally I would be doing searching, but I use this for headings a lot. If you press tab here, there's a split button. There's some tabs right there. You see it said headings tab. And if I do a right arrow, pages tab, and then there's a results tab, there's three tabs there. So let me go down now with the headings tab. I think I have to tab to it. Yeah, we're not hearing Jaws. That's okay, as long as you explain, I guess. Oh. Forgot to do that. Yes. Thank you. So yeah, JAWS is saying that it's uh, a headings tab and I just pressed tab. So to repeat that step, I pressed control F to bring up the find dialog. And then I just pressed tab until I heard the headings tab. And then I pressed tab to move to the list of headings underneath the headings tab. And then I can just down arrow to it. Uh, what I was going to do... You down arrow to what? I'm going to share my screen again with you here. That way you can hear JAWS. Menu, meeting controls. Okay, so if I press F6, I'll be back in the document, I think. Participants can now see your application. Yes. No, no. Blank. Mute, currently unmuted. Oh, uh, that was on the... Leaving menus. Sorry. Zero nine underline. Now I'm back in the document. Lost focus. Lost focus. That's not Press good. Press Alt-Tab. 
Meeting controls. Den. Text path 09 underline lesson text underline. By the end of Okay, so back in the document now, if I press control F, Foxtrot. Search document edit. Navigation. Search document edit. Went into the navigation area and I'll tab. Search split button. Pass the button. Headings tab. To the headings tab. Now, if it doesn't say headings tab, it might be on the results tab for the search results or something if you had done a search results. So you might have to left and right arrow for the headings tab or the pages tab or the results tab. Once you're on that tab, then you tab again. Navigation tab list, tree view, Windows 11 withdraws button. And it's a tree view. So if you down arrow through this tree view, there's all the headings in the document. The settings app in Windows 11 button. Now, if I down arrow one more time. Objectives button. Changes to settings in Windows 11 button. Opening the Windows settings app button. It's calling them buttons. Opening the Windows settings app button. But if I uh, press enter right there. 09 underline lesson text underline W11 dot dot. Heading level two, opening the Windows settings app. It moved focus right to that heading in the document. So it's a great way to, to navigate uh, by heading in a Word document without having to press insert Z. Hopefully that helped. I don't know. You can, you can also do an insert F6 in a Word document with headings, and it'll give you a list of them you can navigate through. There you go. That's even easier. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Menu. Yeah, stop sharing the screen. I don't want to take up too much time. So. You say you can also do F6 to, to get to headings. Yeah, insert F6. Insert F6. If you have JAWS running. Okay, do we have any other hands that have not previously asked questions? Yeah, we have one more. Jessica. Hey, Dan. Hey, Jessica. Hey, I wonder if that little trick that you just showed us would work in a web browser. Um, which trick? <laughs> the one you just did. Uh, the, the one where I was doing F6 to move around. You did the... control F and then tab and then go over to headings. Well, no, in a web browser, you're just going to do, you know, H to go by heading, right? True. Right. Um, F6 in a browser will take you to different places like the downloads bar and other stuff like that up to the top of the page as well. So I think there are certain places where you'll go when you're doing F6 that are going to be a little bit different than in Word. Okay, cool. Just curious. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica. And Dan, before we end tonight's program, why don't you give some contact information one more time where people can take advantage of the blog, et cetera, and other ways to contact you. Right. So if you go to the DSURF website, it's https colon slash slash www.d as in Delta, S as in Sam, U as in uniform, R as in Romeo, F as in Foxtrot, if I said it all right, dsurf.net, N-E-T. The Twitter account, if you just go out to Twitter and look for DSurfDan, you'll find me on Twitter, D-S-U-R-F-D-A-N, all one word. On LinkedIn, if you do a search for DSurf, D-S-U-R-F, uh, you should find a page there as well. Now, the YouTube channel, as I said, is uh, one of those long strings of about 20 characters right now. 
And uh, hopefully within the next couple of months, we'll have enough subscribers where I can get one of those custom names that'll make it uh, easier to find. But on YouTube, if you do search for DSERF digital training or DSERF and JAWS, you, you'll find it pretty quick. Now, as far as email goes, uh, people can reach out to me by writing to info, uh, N-F-O, at, with the at sign, and then dsurf.net. So info at dsurf.net is the email address. And I think that pretty much covers it. Excellent. Very thorough, really, really good hour. And uh, and we'll be looking. We, we kind of get to that page quite often and look to see what kinds of things you're doing. So we will be... Uh, We'll be continuing to look as well. And thank you again for a terrific hour, Dan. Thank you all for having me. And it's just a pleasure to see all these friends from many, many years past, some of you for a long time. And uh, hopefully, Lord willing, we'll be here for many years to come with doing more and more training. So reach out to me with your requests and questions, and I'll do the best I can to help. Thanks again, Larry. Thank you, Dan. Had about 50 people or so here tonight. May have gotten a little more than that, but about 50, roughly. Lots of fun. Very, very yeah. good. And, uh, and we enjoyed it. Same here. Next week, uh, the Sourcing Foundation will be with us. Nazarene Butter will be back with us again. She was here last year. Has a few updates to share as well and wants to talk a little bit to us about what she's doing. And uh, so that is next week and at uh, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. So join us then for Tech Talk.